All right, we are we're all good, Jessica. That was the thumbs up. Okay, sorry, I just wanted to make sure. We're, I'm calling the meeting to order. Uh, we'll do a roll call. Frank, if you wouldn't just mind starting us off. Frank Wagner. Cecile Kernsley. Kevin Larson. Margaret Beck. Kevin Boyd. Carl Brown. Jordan Sullivan. All right. Uh, first item is public discussion of anything not on the agenda. I don't see any members of the public here, so we will move on to item D, certificate of appropriateness. The first one is for um, 738 Rundle Street. Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, 738 Rundle Street is in the Longfellow Historic District, as you can see down here. Um, this is the front of the house. It's a Moffat Cottage. It's a um, side gabled cottage. The, the gable faces the north and south sides. The entry is in the side of the gable. There's an attached garage. Uh, there's a shed roof dormer on both the front and the back, a wide brick chimney. Um, some concrete stairs and steps. Uh, the second floor windows that could be original or are original are all six over one double hung windows. The only window on the first floor that really could be original, except for the side window on the garage, is this one. And it is just a one over one double hung window, which is what the one on the side of the garage is as well. This is the back, so here we have another shed roof dormer. Um, see, these are a, a little smaller. This one, I, it might be a replacement, and this one is a little smaller anyway. So it, it seems like there's a possibility on this house that it has six over one double hungs on the upper floor and one over one on the lower floor. At least that's what we were going with. Um, this is the back door of the garage. Uh, this is the south side, so there are two windows in the uh, gable on the second floor and some other windows on the side here. The project is to increase this, the interior space, and the applicant came to us with the goal to convert the attached garage into living space. Um, he wanted to do that instead of an addition because, of course, you don't have to you know, build all of that structure. It's already there. And so when we were looking at this in the planning and the building up department, there are a few things that kind of go together with this type of project. So if, if the attached garage is converted and there's no longer a parking spot in that garage, the driveway can no longer remain there because you can't park in the front yard of a house. A driveway has to lead to an appropriate parking spot. So if this driveway was really long and had 25 feet of driveway and then a parking spot, that would count, but it doesn't. So in order, if the parking spot is no longer in the garage, the driveway must be removed. So when we're looking at this kind of a conversion from a historic preservation point of view, often what we would do is if, if it involves removing elements of the architecture that kind of make its historic character, we want to try to avoid that. So sometimes in houses, if they are doing an interior remodel and they suddenly want to remove a window that's part of the window patterning on the house, we've actually had them leave the window, seal it up, use black glass, 
and then on the inside they can wall over it tile over it it often happens in a bathroom frankly and so sometimes that is the best thing to do sometimes it's not if for instance removing that window really doesn't disrupt the pat window patterning of course somebody is not going to want a fake window there if they don't need it you know so sometimes that's not necessarily the best case scenario with this one if we think about the fact that if we were to get a better garage door seal that up we're not ever going to have a driveway here anymore and so suddenly we have a garage with no driveway we also can look at this house with the fact that that garage door entry has been remodeled it was originally in the just in the plane of the wall with you know with the the shingles so it was back here but this is a construction that they built this out probably to get an extra foot of space in the depth of that garage because that's really all they gained um, and so looking at these two things staff's recommendation is to if the the conversion of the garage is approved not to have it remain looking like a garage but to incorporate it within the house now some of the times when this happens in a neighborhood and there's not a historic district going on they might just leave that down at the grade level where the garage was so suddenly you have a part of the house that's you know lower than the rest and that's not what we would recommend here we are already dealing with a front that has been altered it's the the shape of that garage fits with the rest of the house and so we would just have it converted so that it looked like the rest of the house so the proposal with this project is to remove all of this extra additional structure fill in the wall with wall framing they would um, create a stucco finish to match the foundation which you can see here it's just a stucco coated foundation and it would be at the same level all the way around the house and the fact that the garage door in the back already does that that's just another reason why staff would recommend to go ahead and do that and so then the rest of the wall would be infilled with shingle siding um, and then we would have a window or a pair of windows and and we looked at both of these I mean, we only really talked to the applicant about a pair of windows because that's what our recommendation would be um, I think I still have the slide of the single one in here there's just a it's a little bit too big of a space uh, for a single window uh, the applicant put in this uh, drawing for um, what it would look like but it's not really to scale so we worked with um, Photoshop really really roughly in five total minutes mm -hmm. <laughs> it's so very rough um, but anyway the window would be at the same level as that uh, window on the first floor it would be a one over one double hung same trim uh, they would use the same siding below the window and so basically it would be like this I'm assuming at some point somebody would grade the driveway I mean they will remove the blacktop driveway completely but I would assume someone would fix the grade so it matched the other side which is a little higher at some point but who knows it might always be lower than that the grading isn't something that we would regulate so anyway the the general idea is that it uh, would look like this here's the the single version 
This is about four feet wider than the space we have over here. So that's why it just seems like it would be better for um, two windows. And they're not paired because this house isn't really, it doesn't have paired windows. They're always two individual ones. Like um, in the gable here, you have two individual ones. Hmm. So, so this is the proposal and at least the recommendation that staff would make to approve for this conversion if it's approved. Now, we're removing the garage. So when we look at a garage demolition, we always then look at a garage new construction. The building officials would also require that a paved parking spot is put on the lot in some place. It has an alley. Um, and so, uh, we'll go back to the door. Yeah. Uh, so here's kind of the aerial site view. We have the house. We have a lot of space back here. If we're looking at the the neighborhood generally, we do see you know some garages on the alley. Um, this is the cross street, so that's what's going on here. Here's the creek, but even there's a garage there and there. Um, that tends to be the pattern. And so they have proposed, this is a sketch they have again. So north is on this side. Um, we have a garage. It would be five feet from the, each of these property line. And so maximizing the space that they can have. And the five foot setback matches, I think, the garage to the south. Um, that's not to scale. So we uh, must be two to the south. So we did this kind of just on the Johnson County property information viewer so you could get a better idea of the scale of what we're talking about so it's a little bit longer garage than normal but not a lot 14 feet by uh, 24 feet is is what we have so this is basically what the site plan would look like they have proposed some kind of a deck or landing out the back door that they're going to raise they have not provided any drawings with that, but you know we would require the customary eight inch set in from the, the north side of the house. They have plenty of space in this yard and across the back. I mean, they could do almost anything as far as the deck goes, especially because it would only be that like 10 inches off of grade. So there's no railing or anything like that. They would have you know like one step down when they do that. Um, so let's go back. So one of the things they want to do is replace the door. Now, frequently in front doors. Are we all too still? Was that what? <laughs> what? Are we all too still? Is uh, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's not working, is it? Here. I thought we were just reaching an important part right. of this. Yeah, I know. I was like, now it's time to really pay attention. It's dramatic. I'm going to start adding in special transitions. <laughs> No. <laughs> anyway, well, whatever. We'll go on. Um, so this door, you know, co cosmetically, it doesn't, it, well, structurally, actually, it's fine. But it does have some cosmetic things. Um, it is a fairly standard door. They have proposed to replace it. S staff could recommend replacing it as long as they got a good match if we can match this door. Uh, but this is what's going on. I mean, they have a little bit of a uh, unevenness in the, at the threshold, but they could also install some new weather stripping. There's been a lot of work done on, at the lock area here. And this is why, you know, this could be repaired, 
Um, I don't know that that's the kind of thing that this contractor specifically does, but I mean, I, I told him, I recommend he put a new frame on if he keeps the door, but just because it's been beat up and, and stuff. Um, here is the, uh, probably the original um, doorknob location, but um, anyway, so we have this door. There's been a little bit of, I guess, plywood infill here. Um, just some cosmetic damage that, you know, if he's going to try to resell this house, I mean, staff could go along with the idea of replacing this door because of its damage, as long as we could get a good, good match to the original door. Um, so then I briefly mentioned they will raise this door. Now, one of the things that they proposed, because, um, you know, this looks like a common garage door, and it is on the back of a garage at the moment. They have proposed to move this to the new garage. Staff recommended just leaving it here and raising it and putting the new door on the new garage. Um, if the commission feels differently about either of these doors, you can address that in your um, motion as well. So here is their sketch of the back of the house, just raising the door having uh, either a deck or a step, it would be set in from the corner. Okay, and so the new garage, I mean, we have some kind of sketches. I don't frankly know if this is to scale or not, but generally they're going to have an alley overhead door. We've talked to them about either the flat paneled ones or something with a, a composite raised panel that we normally uh, require for an overhead door. It's going to have a window on either side and then a passage door uh, facing towards the house. Now these are proposed to be uh, two foot six inches wide, I mean, a fairly large window. Our guidelines speak to garage windows as being uh, fairly small and rectangular. So we have suggested that they should go with something that's smaller than the windows they would put in the front of the house. These are shorter but fatter um, so we were we have proposed that they um, change that dimension. Here's just kind of a sketch. It's going to be a simple uh, 612, which is an average pitch. Um, they oh the other thing that they have uh, requested is that um, they would like to use a lap siding, uh, which is common and typical and it is a fact that not every garage matches the house sometimes they're different it is also a fact that in this neighborhood many of the moffat cottages have a garage that matches um, there's there's a house um, in this neighborhood where we had to go back to the historic siting because it had been removed and we didn't know what it was, but because the original garage was there and it was a shake shingle siting, we had them do the house that way too. Um, the original garage here was attached, but it was also matching because it was attached. So we have suggested that the new garage should have a shake shingle siting. We know from that other project in the neighborhood that there is a cement board alternative that they that can match it I think there might only be one that really matches well but um, there is that that possibility and it was used on that house um, but that is something where if the Commission would like to uh, approve a lap siding instead you can do that as well 
Um, this is just to show uh, some of the detail that we have not much overhang on this house. So we have just on the, the rake boards have a little bit of a, a kind of a deep crown compared to some. Um, the soffit itself has just a, a little overhang and we have cornice returns. And just for those of you who don't know, that's just one really easy way to finish off the end when you have a soffit that is um, not open when you've close the soffit instead of just having a bare you know triangle here like we have in a lot of modern construction this just kind of finishes it out to have the cornice return back to the house and I think that's it so uh, this is the recommended motion as it was I believe in the um, packet as well we do need drawings for the deck um, this has the rear door remaining on the house and a new door on the garage. This has the revision of the garage windows um, and that we do still need all of the window and door product information uh, submitted. Okay, so any kind of, uh, again, just clarifying questions, things you weren't quite sh sure of for Jessica, um, and then we'll get a motion on the floor. Well, we'd open the public hearing, we don't have anyone, so we'll get a motion on the floor. I don't know if this is the right, is this the right time to ask? Um, in your discussion of the windows on the front of the house? Yes. Is that, you're gonna absolutely require, uh, demand that they do two windows? As I looked at the, the rendering here, it seems to me that a single window uh, is far, it looks cluttered with two, and that single window would balance the single window on the other end of the house. And I think it's more aesthetically pleasing. Overall, I love what's happening, but I think that it's just too much. I think that's just a, for you to discuss. This was, we just had a staff recommendation and, and the commission can make that decision. Yeah, I have one like, let's, let's pause on that point until we can, I, I just had a question about the door. Is the is the front door the one that is that is damaged and needs repair? Was that the garage back garage door? Ah, uh, no, the front door is the one that's damaged and needs repair. Okay. So okay. this is the front okay. door. Okay. I, I just we, we moved from that to the back door, and I yeah, just yeah, I know. Was Sorry. Making sure, and then there's no motion on the 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 front door is part of the 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 motion as approved. I uh, correct. Replacing the front door with one that matches is part of the approved motion. So okay. if you do not want them to, then you would need to yep. add okay. that. Great. I just thought was mine. And, and another thing on the back door, I believe in the packet it said you recommended they keep the back door and yeah. get a new one on the garage. But in his presentation, he points out that that door is single panel, uh, single glass, uninsulated, so it's not the best choice for energy efficiency. And like the front door, we just recommended that they acquire a storm door, which would be the typical recommendation for any original doors and windows. Okay, I think those are both like items for this discussion. So if we could get, you have a, sorry. One question to clarify, having included the drawing with one window where the garage door was and the drawing with two, mm -hmm. What was the reason for the recommendation being two? Frankly, the original recommendation and the only thing ever discussed with the owner was two. And as the mock-up was being created, 
we played with one and thought, well, maybe that's okay. I don't know if the applicant would actually prefer to have two or one. Okay. I don't know that. Okay. Well, what, what did they, they submitted to though? Yes, but we did talk about it on site. Um, and so it was probably suggested to them to have two originally. Okay. Okay, let's get the motion on the floor so we can have some conversation. Do you mind advancing just to show us what, what it is? Because that's a lot. Okay. Yeah. Someone want to make a motion? Uh, Seligren, I move to approve a, certi a certificate of appropriateness for the project at 738 Rundell Street as presented in the staff report with the following conditions. Number one, drawings of the deck are submitted for staff approval. Number two, the rear door on the house remains at the house and a new door is installed in the garage. Number three, the garage windows are revised to smaller double or single hung wood or metal clad wood windows. Number four, all window and door product information is approved by staff. A second. Wagner second. All right, now we're ready to discuss. I have a, a question about the windows. I think there's a, a slide of the side of the house that had a different color, and it looked like there were two windows that were paired. I, I forget the term for that, but um, right there. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So could that could that be recreated for the garage front? It it could. I. Uh, yeah. Photoshop on your computer. <laughs> <laughs> Not this one. Um, I guess I wouldn't recommend that size of window yeah. for sure because I think that these are, man, I would assume that they're replacements because they're shorter, but I guess I don't have any any way of guaranteeing that. I mean, it could have it, it could have been built with shorter windows in some of these locations, and I don't know why these are both paired and shorter. One I, could be like a kitchen countertop. Thing, it's right? possible and when on the back I mean they're all shorter I'm assuming that this is a bathroom because of how much shorter it is mm -hmm. uh, but I don't know the reasons for those it's it's kind of hard to tell a little bit with you know I haven't actually been inside the house itself so I don't know what's been changed or not changed on the house I just wonder if that might look nice there's like just my design mind can almost picture in the space where the garage is a slightly large, um, with, this, with the same proportions, but a slightly larger window that maybe, um, like if it, if it were a single window, mm -hmm. um, maybe it was more, I mean, I don't, I would have to mock it up to see, but that maybe it just takes up more of a space, more space on, the, on that side of the house. I, I don't know, I just, I wonder like what you could do for balance, because there's there's something off about the balance. Mm -hmm. I would say that it would be difficult to follow the guidelines yeah. and make that window larger. Okay, got it. It would also be sort of difficult to put paired windows just because we're looking at the front mm -hmm. where they're individuals, but that it's still on the house, so it might be possible to do something paired. I'm just going to ask a logistic question about the window and what our procedures. Mm -hmm. If we, we can really only approve what's, like, they've submitted an application for, for two windows. If we think that we have 
some flexibility for staff and chair or for something else from some other. I'm not saying suggesting that we do do that. I'm just asking. So I think that you could um, revise or add a condition that requires one if you want to require it or leaves it open to one or two. I mean, I think I think that okay. that we could just add a condition, uh, right? I don't think that you have to. Um, yep. Yeah, completely defer or deny. No, no, no. Yeah, I didn't want to do that. Like I was that. trying to figure out how we logistically would. Yeah, yeah. Would would proceed if that's the direction mm -hmm. we're going. The applicant might be de delighted to be uh, to get away with one. It would be less money for him or her. Correct. I think I also agree. I like the single window there. Where they're doubled up, you have more surface area, and that kind of looks like it wants a one window there. Where they're paired, you have more flat surface. Mm -hmm. I have a clarifying question. Um, on the garage, on that front facade, is the facade of the garage set back from the facade of the house? It is. Okay. Mm -hmm. In fact, you can see it, um, oops. Maybe not there. You, you oh, there can see it here. Yeah. Could, could we go back to the motion? Oh, yeah. Your mind. And I think that if you just want to revise the motion by adding or deleting, I think we could do that without having to say it again. We could just yeah, add an amendment, yeah. Oh. Okay, should, well, so can, we, can we maybe do these by item just to make sure we're... so. I'm playing with lights. We've got, are, are folks generally good with the, the drawing of deck are submitted for staff approval? Yeah. How about the, the rear door? How, how do we feel about it remaining on the house versus installed on the garage? Fine. I'm fine with that. I, I'm kind of fine that it's on the house with the storm door, okay. Uh, garage window, oh, this is the window question that we, Wait, no, 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 sorry, this is the garage itself has smaller windows than proposed. Okay, uh, and then window and door products. So we're, we're good generally, I think, with, with all this, with the exception of do we, we wanna give them maybe the option of one versus two windows, is that what I'm hearing? I don't wanna... Option or maybe just suggest or require one window. I mean, it also gives them more space in the room that's not a window. I, my 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 only concern about changing what they approved and requiring one is that that they have submitted an application for two. I'd rather my my preference is to give them the choice because they're not here and because and it sounds like we don't we don't necessarily object to two. We just think that one is a good option, right, for all sorts of reasons, whether it's aesthetic or on the inside and so on. So to give them the option, if they want to save money, they can do so. If they really like two because they have matching shades, they can do that. Yeah. Or they want to do a solarium. <laughs> if you require two, one and they really want two, they could, I mean, they can communicate that to us okay. and we could work through that process without necessarily bringing it back, especially if there oh, is it's, yeah. a general idea that it it's okay either way. I mean, it did come up while we were making the Photoshop of this that maybe one might be better and so that's why we brought it. Okay. Oh. I have a quick clarifying question. So as far as the commission goes, the reason something would be 
um, required would be for reasons of historical appropriateness, but aesthetics is not the territory of the commission. I mean, they can pick that. Am I, is that a fair assessment of the difference or is that not, am I missing? Kind of a dimension. You know, the whole realm of historic preservation is about kind of treading that line between subjective and objective. And we have guidelines to try to require an objective um, reason to something that really is subjective. And so, like, the guidelines maybe not being able to do paired windows there because we're looking at the front. And so that's where that's kind of objectively saying that at least they should be individual instead of paired. I guess that it, you know, the guidelines would have us follow the window patterning on the house. And so you can look at it and determine as a commission that the window patterning says one needs to go there, not two. And then I, I think that's really an objective following of the guidelines. Right. And Jessica, you know, with the windows that are paired on that house, they'd have to almost be replacement windows because there's no room for window weights and that house would have had window you know mm -hmm. two windows would have had four inches between them for the window weight well they wow. do have some trim they between have them that gap i don't know if it's enough where is that no, uh, they might it. be there yeah. yeah i don't know it's i i don't have a straight on shot of that the most margaret to your point part of part of what our job is is when the guidelines tell us to, in a direction that we need to follow the window patterning and we have to decide which is the which which of that is it you know and that's kind of our job as humans to to interpret not interpret but to to figure out which of those it is it's not really aesthetics it's sometimes i feel like it when something looks right it's because we're trying to make it fit on the house and so sometimes i think folks use aesthetics as a way that it feels historic because it looks right but i don't know that i think we use those terms sometimes interchangeably when we don't really mean to. I think what we're trying to say is, does the one window look right on the house to fit the window patterning or does two? And sometimes we say like, aesthetically looks better, but I think what we're really saying is- Historically. If it's this pattern the, because, if, yeah, okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that, so I think that's like the, just was trying to make sure that, and for the public who happens so to watch. So are we saying we know what the historic patterning is in this case, or we just have a kind of general idea? We're guessing based on the, oh, this is not really a pattern that exists, so we're kind of just guessing. Yeah, we know, <laughs> we know what the original house window patterning looks like. Those windows we think are, the front windows are probably yeah, original, I, or at least the, the, the openings are. I would think that these, I have photos of these two windows from uh, the inside, and so I, I think that these are original windows, these two upper ones. They have modern aluminum storm windows on them. I do not have a photo of this one specifically. It's a wood window. It could be original. Um, you know, there's a lot of explanations for why this upper sash doesn't have m multiple divided lights. I mean, it could have been put in that way. Some Moffat houses have some odd characteristics to them. It could have been smashed at some point and they replaced it with a, a sash that had just one pane of glass instead of six. You know, that, that could have been the reason why. But we would assume that, and I, uh, frankly, the side, uh, where, wherever it was, the south side windows, I, I don't know if that's the original pattern. I think that it is for the upper floor, but I don't, I don't really know, and, and the back. I don't think that the applicant is um, necessarily concerned with getting 
specifically the two windows on the front because there was no request to put any windows on the back you know so i don't know that adding you know more windows is necessarily something that they were looking at doing specifically i think uh, it seems a bit arbitrary to limit what is whether it's one or two at this point yeah. we should just give them the option because there's no there's no specifics provided in terms of like um the distance between the end of the wall and the window that would suggest that one is wrong and one is right so. Yeah, Jessica, we, I mean, I, I think we can approve one. I don't, I think it needs to be centered. Do we need to like, I mean, we don't want one, the patterning would suggest that one isn't like, right, like do we need to? Right, I think that in either case, whether it's two yep, or, or one, one okay. it's centered. Yeah. Yep, okay. And there's some evenness, yeah, to that spacing. The, if I, if I remember right, we have a 12 foot space here and we have like a nine foot or nine and a half foot space here. So yeah, it's only like a foot extra on each side, maybe a foot and a half or so, I think. I don't know. Yeah, I'm inclined to give them the option. I don't know if we have a majority that are or not. Yes. Mm -hmm. See heads. It's okay with me. Yeah. Okay. It sounds like they don't really know what they want. So. Right. Can it can it be phrased in a in a way that's a little more persuasive, saying um, we 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 strongly urge or we strongly I, I, suggest? I think Jessica can do that when she tells. Yeah, I can communicate that to them, especially. I mean, especially since I think that they would be interested in that as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, so do we need to add a fifth uh, condition? Yes, I would have you add that. And it would be that the the window... They have the option to uh, use either one or two windows on the front facade. Okay, does someone want to make that amendment to our motion? I will continue. The, uh, number five, recommended motion that... Uh, <laughs> You're amending your own motion. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, amending my own motion, <laughs> my motion uh, that... Uh, to add a condition. To, to add a condition to either add one or two windows, which would be centered on the wall. Mm -hmm. Maybe in the garage area. In the garage area. <laughs> <laughs> we have a second to that amendment. A Beck seconds. All right. Any other discussion on that? All right, all in favor say aye. 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 Any opposed? All right, the motion carries. All right, on to the next uh, certificate of appropriateness at uh, 538 South Gilbert Street. Okay, so um, it's located here on Bowery and Gilbert. Um, this is of course the house. It's the um, Chuck D. Close house. Um, it's had quite a, a history. Um, it was owned by the county for a while and they um, stripped things off of it. This is a photo that uh, historically, and you'll notice a few things. I'll talk about this a little bit. Uh, there are these oval oriel windows in this gable. There was one here and I'm assuming there's one around the corner as well. You can see the um, 
the metal kind of covering over this little balcony. You can see the front entry portico. You can see the the balustrades up on the second floor and the widow's walk and the uh, cupola on the top. But when the county owned it, they stripped those things off. And so they were all gone. There was no railing here. There's no cupola. Um, the some of the chimney over here is gone you can't see it there's no um, uh, cover over the balcony I can't tell what's going on um, down below but there looks like there's a metal railing so um, it's hard to say but there's no you know entry canopy here you can see that the front porch is is open at this point uh, basically the shape of this house is it's an Italianate house. It's kind of, it's a large cube. You can see there's a hip roof. These corners would all come to a point here under the cupola. There's a little slightly projecting gable facing uh, Gilbert Street. There's a slightly facing gable, uh, projecting gable facing Bowery Street. Um, an even smaller one on uh, the north side. And then this side does not project, and so we would call it a through-wall dormer. The one on the north is almost a through-wall dormer. It has this uh, wing. We would not think it's an addition. It does come out of the house like the dormer, which is kind of interesting right there at that point. But it's just a two-story wing. It's slightly lower. Um, the details are a, a little bit simplified as well. Uh, so we have a projecting one-story bay. Um, we have a really heavy Italianate cornice, so there's a wide, deep overhang. There's paired and single brackets. Uh, there's modillions here that are the kind of like, they're not like dentals, but dentals are smaller and have a different use. Um, there are diamonds in this uh, paneled rake board here. Uh, this freeze board has the same diamonds. You can see a really extravagant um, window hoods or, or lintels, whichever you'd like to call them. Um, I think it's kind of interesting. All of these windows in this front, more ornamental uh, part of the house are just one over one double hung windows. When you get around to the side, this is the north side. You can see this is the front block, one of those little projecting gables with its Oreo window. Here's that kind of wing on the back and it has more simplified hoods and all of these are two over two double hung windows so this would tell me one of two things I'd either have to look at those windows and see if they'd been replaced or the sashes were replaced or they were always one over one because big glass was more expensive and so they put the big glass in the decorative part of the house that's possible I don't I don't know really which way it was here it's all brick, um, it has a stone foundation. You have the same kind of paired and singled brackets um, in the cornice in the back part. Um, so some of the details are carried out throughout the house. Um, here's that um, south side porch and it has been enclosed um, rather sympathetically, I think, for being enclosed. Uh, they left the columns the arched frieze. Uh, they just filled in but left the uh, balustrade as, as it was as the kind of a decoration on the outside of panels. 
Um, they obviously infilled where the skirt would skirt board would be under the porch uh, when they enclosed it. A lot of people, when they enclose a porch, they forget about the fact that they're going to get all the cold air still coming up under the floor. So by enclosing that, you can have a better conditioned space if you enclose a porch. Um, and then this is the back. So this one's a, I would consider it a through wall dormer myself because it's in the same plane as the wall. There is a little square sided bump out here. Um, so as you may have heard, uh, Public Space One has purchased the house. So it will become a public space, which is really unique because it was, you know, it was owned by the county, but it was built for a, you know, a very wealthy um, man and his family. So part of that is that they have to make it ADA accessible. Our guidelines have a way to do that, but with most houses, since they're not public and they're owned by you know a person or a family and then something happens and then it's owned by somebody else, we usually consider ramps as a temporary thing. We build them without um, footings so that they can be more easily removed. And it's part of the condition that whenever it's no longer needed, it's removed. Now, that could be that it goes from owner to owner and it still remains, and that's fine. It, there's no requirement that it's removed. But in this case, it's a public building now, and so it will have a permanent uh, ramp. And so that's why the ramp comes to the commission in the first place. We do have the ability to approve a ramp that's not um, permanent at the staff level and uh, we did work through this with them and they have an architect and um, they're doing probably what the the simplest change to what we have here that you can do they are uh, removing these steps and instead they will build in a platform and uh, the the platform will kind of extend out towards us and we'll have steps that go down to the alley and then the ramp will continue along the back here to the the parking i did put in the uh staff report that that the only sidewalk entrance was to this door and that's obviously not correct so i don't know where that's just wrong <laughs> so here we have um the drawing so the landing you know fitting in that little space between the uh, existing entry and the uh, square-sided bump out. Um, so it creates a little bit of an L-shaped landing and, and then it continues to the street. All ramps uh, to be accessible have a, a certain um, slope that they have to have and after a certain number of feet of travel they have to have a flat landing you can't just go like a hundred feet down a slope because you could lose control so there is a um, kind of mid-ramp landing and that provides stairs off into the lawn as well um, so the the railing okay there are a couple issues with this one is Staff has recommended to them that the, the railing on the ramp is a simple square spindle. As I said in the staff report, the reason for that is because, and we can look at the photos if you want to, the house has several different types of balustrades. The ones on the front that are kind of fatter or more decorative, if you imagine that kind of fatter turned spindle suddenly, you know, three times as tall, it would just really become kind of cumbersome. Um, 
you know, we want to reduce the amount of space that has to be taken up with the ramp with the railing and provide, you know, more width without just getting an enormous ramp. So not using those would be good. On the back of the house and that side porch, they have a different railing. It's the kind of the crossing thing. But because this ramp is, um, it's more than three feet off the ground, we have to make sure that all the spaces between the members and the railing are, are uh, less than four inches. So the railings that are on the house, staff did not consider appropriate for this railing. And so we were, <clears throat> proposing the simple square spindle. Everything would be painted to match the house. There would be posts under every other uh, newel post in the railing. And then the other thing that we have suggested is, as you can see, there's some framed skirting here, and there's also some um, under the balcony in the front. And we have suggested that because of the height that we have going on here, and because we're attaching to a, an entry porch on a very, very formal property, that the area where that space below the ramp is the tallest is also enclosed in skirting that matches the rest. We did not continue that past the side of the house just because at that point, we wanna kind of minimize what we have going on with the ramp instead of really drawing attention to it. It's possibly still taller than 18 inches at this point, but it, I think by the time we get down into here, we are at least 18 inches or lower. So that's why the staff recommend, recommendation had included uh, putting the skirting in at this area. Um, yep, I think that's it. All right, any just questions about things you didn't quite understand? I just have a question. Is that building, um, it's on the National Historic Register, isn't it? Is it also on the local re historic register? Yes, it is, and that's why we are re reviewing it. It was actually put on the National Register of Historic Places in 1973. Mm -hmm. So writing up the staff report was actually, I don't, nobody's really had to write much and describe the architecture for this because the early National Register nominations don't have much information. It was more about the family and where it was and stuff like that. Uh, but it was also one of those original first um, landmarks in 1996. All right, are we ready for a motion then? Seligren, I moved, uh, my recommended, recommended motion is uh, to move to approve a certificate of appropriateness for the project at 538 South Gilbert Street as presented in the staff report. Brown, second. Right, any discussion? I think you did a really nice job of being sympathetic to the house and I mean, did a great job of explaining all of it, so. I think that ramp looks great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great, really. <laughs> yeah, excited about the property as well. Thank you. All right, all in favor, say aye. 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 Any opposed? All right, the motion carries. Do I have to say aye if I read the motion? Yeah, you'd yeah. still be voting. Aye, okay. Because mm -hmm. you can make a motion and not support okay. it. Okay, okay. Yeah, you could make the motion and then vote to put it down. Great. Well, okay. and this came up also once in the past where, um, you know, the commission does not need to be unanimous. It just needs to pass by a simple majority. So we could have nine people here and it's a split 5-4 and it passes, or 4-5 and it doesn't. 
Just so you're aware. Yeah, we had one where we had like, it was like 4-4 four, four and somebody undecided. And we just like sat and waited for them <laughs> to decide. Um, okay. Uh, let's avoid that again. All right, on, <laughs> on to item E, a certificate issued by chair and staff. Not a whole lot uh, right now. So this is 1111 Sheridan Avenue and they came to the commission for these railings a long time ago. They're doing basically a simplified version. Um, the board will match this board, the posts will match the posts, but um, they're putting that railing down at these um, steps here. So it is similar to one of the options that we pass out to people when they want to do that. Oh, oh this one's a little bit more complex. So as you, some of you may remember, I don't know how many, uh, we landmarked, um, most of the block, the 100 block on the south side of College Street. And then there's a development project. And it is an addition on 109, which is the furthest west. Um, it's basically a tower in the back. And they took the back off of 111, which is next to 109. And then um, the next building was uh, the Crescent Block here, and they are remodeling that partly for Riverside Theater. Um, one of the things that we required was retaining the soap opera kind of entry because that's a 1930s Art Deco um, change to that building, but they are moving the door out so it can uh, be ADA accessible. There's a you can only go so far in without having extra space next to the doors in order to be able to access it with a, a wheelchair. So they're moving the door out slightly, but not all the way, um, which makes barely an alteration to the entrance. Um, they were taking out a window on the second floor, which was um, not original and putting something that matched the Chicago style, which was the alteration of the building and then they were doing some things to the back of the Mart martinis building so they had to come back to us with several changes so the first is on the crescent block um, the this is the back of the building and here we had a big addition to the back of the building that was removed so they were infilling that part of the wall with brick they're adding a few doors for you know passage and then they were continuing the window patterning um, well, this is the one that was approved. So they had original windows up here and they were continuing the window patterning here. What happened is uh, during the interior remodels, we found out that this window was uh, blocked shut be for a reason. And so <laughs> there was some um, equipment that runs right up in front of it. And so while the plan was to open it up, um, they, they can't do that. And so we approved leaving it blocked up like it is. And then similarly, because of uh, equipment leading to this vent and other things going on with um, a secondary stair in the building, um, we also approved not having them add in these two windows in that uh, second floor infill area. The other thing that happened, um, oh, that's on the other building, I do that separately. Uh, so on the front, uh, the commission approved a, uh, a storefront, which is a metal system that uh, they use to, it's technically called a storefront, but they use it for storefronts and other things. And it will infill that area where the bar was on the um, 
east half of that crescent block building right here. They took down all of that ephus or stone and the canopies and we approved just a simple infill that kind of mimics a little bit of the original storefront that Revival has. But at this area, right below kind of this cornice that runs along here, they were going to have a sign band. And I, as we went through the process, staff really thought that we were going to be uncovering some brick and it would just be a sign band like on any other building. Well, what we uncovered was brick that was not ever meant to be exposed. It was kind of just structural brick. It didn't match color. There were some uh, spots that were gone. It was probably always that way because they had this metal mid-level cornice going over the whole thing. And so um, they had to come with, to us with a change. And it's, it's a simple change. They're adding a, basically a metal panel. But one of the things they're going to do is bend the, kind of like a, a bump out all along the bottom, which will align with and follow the little bump out that's on the original cornice. The rest of it will be flat, so it won't have all the details. So it'll always look a little bit more new, but it'll have that little nod to um, the original. All of this was a chair and staff review, so uh, we worked on it with them. On the back of the Martinis building, which has been a local landmark for a long time, they removed this one-story addition. And the approval was to basically put storefront, well, they weren't going to use storefront, they were going to use wood and kind of match uh, what was going on over here. When they uncovered it, they there were just too many alterations to this kind of area. There wasn't a really a good enough support they were going to have to rebuild some of this brick wall in a way that was just really wasn't going to work. So instead, they are just infilling it with brick. So it won't have that opening there. It is on the back. Um, anyway, so we approved it that way. Um, the other one we had. Oh. Um, this is uh, 814 Bowery Street, so it's in the Governor Lucas um, uh, Conservation District, uh, located here on the north side of Bowery. It's basically a four square that had a 1960s edition put on it, and it has had kind of this entry with a wrought iron, things that we can't approve, and actually some of them are disallowed in the guidelines. And the owner rebuilt the canopy, um, as you can see it here, with all this exposed wood without a permit. And so then when we started working with him, uh, we provided him with two options. And one was to match the adjacent canopy. And he didn't think he could probably get the right slope. Um, he could not modify what was going on here because it's so low that you can't we talked to him about just trimming this out and then putting a soffit in there but it's so low that the door can't open the whole way if it has a closed soffit um the other way that it could be remodeled it would match a lot of um some of the smaller houses in the longfellow neighborhood would just be to take that roof slope out a three feet or so and put brackets and that would be very similar to some of the actually the 60s kinds of additions as well. Um, but instead, they're just removing it. So there won't be a canopy here. And the um, 
columns will be uh, cut down to post size, so it'll just have a railing. At some point, if they want to come back and put a canopy, we can work with them to do something that could be approved. We couldn't approve this. All right, commission information. This is one-sided, we can't. I don't have, oh, I do have to announce that I'll be out of town a little bit, just so you guys are aware if you get any complaints. But um, <laughs> next week I'm taking one day off, the week after I'm taking two days off, and the week after that I'm taking three days off. So. Um, Over the holidays and everything? Yeah, I know, wow. <laughs> <laughs> and we have now had 115 applications this year. Can you provide a little context of where that was in like previous yeah. years? The most that we've ever had in the past was 2018 where we had 108. Um, typically, since I've been here, it's been 85 to 95 or so, and we've had 115, and the month's not over. All right, normally we'd have minutes to approve, but we had a quick turnaround between the last meeting. Yeah, it was and only one. three weeks, yeah. and um, so I still don't have those meeting minutes yet. So, so. we'll do them both next month. So that's it. Are we ready? I'll entertain a motion to adjourn. Brown, so moved. Beck seconds. All in favor? Aye. 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 Any Aye. opposed? All right, meeting adjourned. Thank you, everybody.